Loading up the boat And we're floating to the vanishing sea There's a swirl making There's dizzy a little fishes. Spinning girls blowing diaper down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Through the pipes. On their faces. For the plants and the trees and the bellies. Oh man, I forgot. Jam session goes wrong. Oh, Jam session. Thank you everybody for listening to the Farm oh, Podcast. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, hang it up, gentlemen. See, that's why I was not on that track. Being very judgmental right now. I could have <laughs> added something to that. It Just impromptu. We had the instruments hanging around. We're just like, oh, we're doing it. We're going to play some old songs from the band. That was a weird kind of Beatlesy ripoff Yellow Submarine song we had. That was recorded in the JP sessions, yeah? Yeah, now the band White Arrows? White Arrows is kind of a big band these days. So that okay. guy produced our... Oscar's got a ukulele. Nice. So we're, we're, we're going to have some fun on the show. Just a little <laughs> potpourri show. Just a bunch of uh, hot topics we all want to hit. Yeah, man. Even with the ukulele, he's going bluesy. Oh, yeah. Play some play some Hawaiian shit. I'll play some blues on the... No, on the just ukulele. Hawaiian shit on the ukulele. Respect it. That's too much. Dude, do some Hawaiian. I want to speak pigeon. He's really out of tune. That's not it. Should have tuned this one. Before we get into all this, we have a sponsor. Oh, another one. Are you guys looking for a a way to bring something new and memorable to this year's Thanksgiving dinner? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why not create delicious memories that will last for years by purchasing a sweet, savory, honey-baked goat? Ooh. What you talking? Delish. Chivas? This year, don't be a turkey. Take Thanksgiving by the horns and give your family what they truly desire, a fully prepared, spiral-sliced, honey-baked goat. Imagine the salty, sweet, honey-oozing of a young, well-done beast in the middle of your dinner table. Imagine Uncle Jimmy ripping its tender, cloven-footed deliciousness and popping it in his mouth. Grandma gently (laughs) slicing up its eyeballs. And then rolling it in honey butter for your wife, stuffing its udders with crumbly stuffing. That's good stuff. For a special offer and free mashed potatoes with your order, go to honeybakegoat.com, enter promo code FARROUT, bucket your pencil, for the promo code. Redder. You got it? Enter promo code FARROUT. Twenty-two um, dash tilde grapefruit. Uh, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles Gatungamina. That's Gatungamina with an R. Got it. Harry Truman was a haberdasher, and then later we're gonna give Buck's middle name out, and mm. that's gonna complete the cycle for the promo code. Got it. So once again, this Thanksgiving, enjoy yourselves with a honey baked goat. Ooh. Is that a sheep or is that a goat? I don't know. You would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The cast. You like that some was... mutton? So I had a weird moment the other day where I was in I was in Las Vegas. 
Yeah. With my uncle, and my uncle's, he's getting up there in age. My The unk, as Oscar, you would know him as. Yes. And my uncle Al took me out to uh, Las Vegas to bury his friend who uh, had passed away. So we, we were... Uh, we were staying at a hotel out in Henderson, so we needed to stop by and get provisions. Now, my uncle, he didn't get around too well because he recently broke his hip. So he just gave me a list of things he needed from the local CVS. So I can just make a quick run in there and get like his cigarettes and some Band-Aids and some health needs he had because he's getting up there yeah. in age. And just some basic stuff he needed to you're, stock his hotel room. You're his errand boy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's my uncle, so what am I going to do, well, right? What the fuck? You got to do it. You, you you respect this guy. Yes. You know? So we just got back from a funeral, and I had to take a leak, right? So once I get into the CVS, I try to ask where the bathroom is. So he had given me this list, and it was about on a like a, a, a little sheet of paper, about maybe four inches across and about four inches down. It's like a four-by-four four sheet of paper. And it was in my pocket, and I went to go take a leak at a urinal. Right, so I post up on this urinal, and I, I whip out my wiener, and I got I got I got one hand in my pocket because that's how I like to approach. A urinal. Really? Yeah, like uh, like Alanis Morissette. He's kind of like... The other one was making a peace sign on my yeah. dick. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of like a Napoleon in this way. Yes. You know, he's coming up, you know, kind of hand in the, yeah, hand in the shirt, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. So as I have my penis in my right hand, my left hand is in my pocket, so I decided to take my left hand out just for mere reasons of comfort, because I know this is going to be a long pee. <laughs> now, the list I had of my Uncle Al's needs... Was in my left pocket. Uh, and as I pulled my hand out, just, you know, sweat, body oils, it was attached, and then it flew out of my hand as I'm peeing in the urinal, and like you know, like that paper bag in American Beauty, yeah. it, uh, it took wind <laughs> and landed in the urinal. Oh, right. my God. And there's like seven things I needed to get on this list. So I, go, I, I frantically, as I was peeing, retrieved it from the urinal. Yeah. And now, now, now I finished peeing, and then the, the urine made its way up the paper. And so there's just a small corner in the end that I could grasp to figure out what I needed. Yeah. So I put it in the... Yeah, uh, it was a soiled piece of paper. The soiled, urinated piece of paper, I stuck it in the uh, kind of cart. It was like a small cart, mm. like a truncated cart mm. that I was pushing around in order to get my, my, my stuff from my uncle. So I put it in there, and then the, the ink started to bleed. Okay. So, and it was written in like a blue kind of ballpoint pen. Bleed it, with the urine. And it just started to bleed with the urine. It just ran all over the place. Mm. So, and it, after about 10 minutes, it was completely illegible. It was like the Dead Sea Scrolls, basically. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I was like, oh, shit. So, so I was trying to figure out what it was. So I go back out to my uncle sitting in his car. And I was like, Uncle Al, some, some bad shit has happened. And he's probably thinking my loser fucking nephew... Can't just go in and get seven things out of the CVS. And I go, Uncle Elm. So it could have said milk. I would have no idea what it said. But it could have said Zachariah spoke to Giuseppe. Yeah, I would have no idea. No idea. Yeah. So I, I go out to his car and I'm like, Uncle Elm. Is, is this a urinal that has no... You know, there's urinals that have like, you know, the minimal amount of water in it, but then there's some that have no water in it. Right. It, it was and then one, when you flush, the water goes through. So it, what kind was this? It didn't have a back on it. So it was just like just something jutting out of the wall kind of urinal versus the full-on long uh, tomb, you know, like monolith all the mm. way down to the ground where no, you're peeing to the ground. You're just peeing right in. Not, not right the tombstone. In. No, like a midget couldn't have peed in this. Gotcha. Mm. One of those. Good thing you're not we a all know what that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's Nevada. They don't have, like, shit for disabled people there. <laughs> Even though everybody's old and disabled in Nevada. So I, I take it out to my uncle, and I go, you wouldn't believe this, but I pissed on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I pissed your list, bitch. <laughs> good. But he's kind of at my mercy to deliver his goods, so he yeah. didn't take it that much shit out on me, yeah. which he should have. I'm sure and in the back of his head, he was like, oh, my God, Myra's son is such a fucking loser. <laughs> and so, you know, he was like, I'm like, what's number seven on the list? Because you see, it's completely smeared. And my <laughs> uncle just grabs it. But I, I warned him. I was like, to see the dry part in the end? Grab that. And he just grabs it by the middle. And basically, he's yeah. touching my pee. He don't care. He's like, number seven. He's a real man, dude. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. Exactly. He's like, I can't tell what the fuck this says. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. So I go, okay, fine. So I'm not bad if I come back and I don't return number seven. Who knows what it is? So I go back in the store. It could have been Uts. And everyone lost. A little bit of Uts mitts. I know. I know. So I go back in the store, and I get six items, minus one, and I throw it on the counter. And because I'm taking everything out, I take the list out, and I put it on the counter. Oh. The lady working the counter picks it up by oh. the piss part and goes, oh, okay. do you need this? And then I had this moment where I wanted to tell her, you're touching my urine. No. But then I also didn't want to tell her she was touching I my urine. I hope you didn't tell her. But then there's part of me that was like, get that the fuck out of your hand. So she's like, do you need this? Should I throw it away? I go... Yeah, I give it back. <laughs> so she gave it back to me, and then I had it, and then eventually I just, I just threw it in a trash can. Mm. But it was like, we never figured out through the rest of our stay. My uncle and I hung out for two more days in Vegas. No idea what number seven was. You know, we're, working at a cash register, there's a high probability that she'd have to lick her fingers to, like, you know, to count separate, separate, separate money. cash. Count yeah. money, yeah. Poor lady. Uh, you should have smacked that shit out of her hand. That's mine! <laughs> and then, you know, she would have been a little less urinated on. Now, but then I would have wound up in some kind of elaborate video, you know, or some elaborate Reddit story of like, guy slaps cashier at CVS over urine-soaked shopping list. Yeah. Going home. <laughs> oh, B. B. We're not getting younger. No. Uh, I'm noticing, you know, just looking around at you guys. ED? No, not that. Just hair growth. Oh, it's, it's not something that's... You gotta bring here. it back to this, dude? No, no, no. I'm just talking... Look, look. Just recently, like... You're bragging. When I turned 30-something, I noticed... I noticed something. Like, I felt like I was woofing out. <laughs> I, I noticed ear hair. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I noticed that as well. I'm constantly shaving my ears now. What do you shave it yeah. with? What do you shave it the with? The razor. I get it now. <laughs> and the, what, what else do I get? But there's weird angles in the I, ear. Well, I'll get I one know. long one at the bottom of like the crevasse and, of the ear. And you, you want to know what the most embarrassing thing is? Yeah. Nicking your fucking ear. Yeah. Because it's like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you know? Cut your ear? Yes, I've cut my ear. And it's not a proud moment. 
you know you nick your you nick your hair and you have to like walk it walk the shave you know or you put the toilet paper on because i'm always i'm always in the habit of shaving right before i'm out the dough yeah. people are gonna know. think you have an ear infection if you have to put toilet paper in your ear but like it's you're a third like, grader but it's on like the side it's not like in my ear oh i don't know? have that problem but see that's what that's what i'm saying i get ear hair like here and wait, wait, no, you gotta describe, you can't just touch on the, it. On what? the outer, I'm sorry, on the outer parts of my ear, like out here, in there, and it's white. It's like white. That's what my, <laughs> my interior hair, I don't have any on the back because I'm not a fucking wolf man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mm. sorry. No, I'm, I'm woofy. But yeah, I'm a very hairy person, you know, so I do have. Very I hairy, very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> hairy and sweaty. Good, good. Ladies, good. did you hear that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> So you cut your ears away. Okay, wait. So, so you have to wrap it around the ear. You so you get, started getting the weird old man bandages. You're like Al Davis. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what that reference means. You're a Raiders owner. <laughs> yeah, I know, but and, what the hell? Yeah. A lot of he would have like he would go out for a press conference with like a massive bandage on his head. Like, <laughs> really? Lance Kiffin needs to go. <laughs> yeah. So I am like that guy. But uh, do you guys have have this problem? Is that a is that a problem for most people or just me? The outer ear hair cut, or just the hair in general? Just the ear hair general, like ear hair growing, like on the it's, okay, it's, it's out of control. It's okay, out of control. on the outside. That's uh, people who are of a like Arabic descent get it. <laughs> like remember Masood we used to work with? Yeah, Masood had like crazy furry back ear. Wow. Inner ear, I get the inner ear, and then I have a real problem with it because all I have is like my shaver, and I can't get down to that last one, so it grows wispy and long. Yeah. And I wish I could make that happen on my head. Don't you pluck it? I go in with scissors sometimes, oh. and usually I'm just drunk at night, and I go that's kind of weird <laughs> with scissors. You're just like drunk. Doesn't, doesn't Sarah get all animalistic and try to like you know pluck it and mess with it? She's not concerned with my ears so much, but my eyebrows. Hmm. Which are getting a little wild at this point, but yeah. she she's not so concerned with the inner ear. But I don't know, Oscar. You having ear hair issues or no? no? I have no hair issues <laughs> at all. Actually, you're a pretty shorn guy. You yeah. came with a really, by the way, you came with a really short head cut tonight. This is yeah. the closest cropped. You've never seen this before. I've gone shorter. This is very short. I mean, mm. it looks good. You look good. This I mean, is this is a half. Yeah, you're like you're like Billy Corgan now. Half, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Despite all of Oscar's rage, yeah, I just dude, a fucking ratnik. So yeah, so this is I. This is a half, but I've gone a half, half. I've gone to two before I, on the sides. I've but gone never, to half, but I've also gone to zero before. Guys with hardly any hair. Do you feel good hair. about that? Was it yeah, good? Yeah, it's fine. It's so good. wait, okay, okay. So you go for a zero on your head, which is pretty much just bicking your entire head, right? Yes. What makes you go from the bick to the half? I mean, it really. You I, wasn't I wasn't feeling hairs. I wasn't literally. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted just something to show my head does produce hair. Yeah. 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 The following is a paid announcement from Southern California Psychics. As you know, I used to call me now with Miss Khalil. Oh, you have it? Yeah, for all my psychic advice. You know, back in the day, I used to rely on this chick. Well, everybody knows Miss Miss, Miss Cleo is a really huge deal. You can, like... You call, call me now. Call an 800 and Miss Cleo yeah. would, for all your psychic advice. And you probably saw them, you know, 
uh, being advertised for on Judge Joe Mathis or Judge Joe Brown or yeah, Judge Mathis and Judge Joe Brown. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, you you mistook the name. Yes. Now, did you ever find that when you dealt with Miss Cleo, did she give you any great advice? Like, what did you? Call she was always so happy. I just remember that she the, she was always smiling. Call me now. You know, I would see it in my sleep. You know, it was pretty sad. But what was the advice like? Uh, it wasn't that good. I mean, you know, I, I went through some turbulent times. I did get the lawsuit or suits for doing the buck. Yeah. And how she didn't see that one coming a mile away, I don't know. Mm. You know? <laughs> I always kind of held something in, you know? Held yeah. something against her. So then maybe you realized that she wasn't the deal? Or? She just, you know, that disappointed me. So I, I searched other people. You know, I, I went to different avenues. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually called uh, Southern California Psychics. Okay. You heard of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The SouthernCaliforniaPsychics.com is a great website. Mm. And it's a great resource. It, it, great things started to happen for me, man. You know, uh, I found, what, six bucks just in my Randomly? pants. In my pants doing laundry. Yeah. You didn't just leave the money? Now, did they tell you that? Did they say, Buck, check your pants for another six bucks in it? No, but when I called them, it happened that day. From letting my intuition guide my actions. So you've, have you been denying your intuition book? I didn't know I'd, I was doing that. So I mean, SouthernCaliforniaPsychics.com. I, I go to them. I read fortune cookies on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, I buy them in bulk just so I can have one every morning. How often do you get the same one? What? How often do you get the same one? It, it's it's pretty much every month. Oh, is it? Because I, I burn through them. That wouldn't happen with SouthernCaliforniaPsychics.com. You well, could definitely do cut down that. on your fortune cookie budget if you just stuck with this thing that you're trying to sell us, Buck. I know, but I, I, I venture out. But uh, if if I've been uh, paying attention to my own intuition lately, this is what they're saying, I would really know by now that the little voice inside my head is often right. Mm. For once in my life, I'm happy. You know, that's the way it feels. I'm on cloud nine. This portion of the Far Out Podcast was brought to you by Southern California Psychics. Our psychics are 100% guaranteed real psychics. If you're not happy with your reading, you don't pay. But you will be happy. We're psychics. Visit SouthernCaliforniaPsychics.com. So I have, a, I, have a, I have a question for everybody. And like sometimes I'm, I'm torn whether somebody's being a douche or not a douche. Mm. And uh, yesterday, I, I went with my, my buddy Saul to go play a little golf, mm-hmm. local golf course. And I saw some guys that were dads, right? And there, there were two dads, and they're taking their kids over to play Little League. Yeah. Over at the local place, where the same park where I was going to go golf. And they both had golf carts that they were taking to the Little League game. Where they, it was like a, you know, you see that double seater golf cart where you have the seats in the front and then the seats in the back? Sure. They had the double seater golf cart and they had their kids in the back and all the the baseball equipment, right? And then. Oh, for the kids. For the kids. So they had it all set up for the kids because this is a real family neighborhood where I live. And they had the two dads in golf carts and one of the golf carts must have ran out of juice. Mm. So they're pushing one golf court, and this was a, on a major street. Like this wasn't like a small street. This was like Carson Boulevard oh, and, and Woodruff. And they're they're coming back from a baseball game, and I was like, I, I was torn. I was sitting with my buddy Saul. I was like, Are these dads douches for taking their kids not instead in like their SUV or whatever? They're like, We have our own golf carts to take our kids to the Hell game. Yeah. And I was like, Are they just trying to be like, I'm such a good dad that I'm going to spend. 
five grand on a golf cart just to transport my kids to and from the game. And so we just keep our, our equipment on the golf cart. We put our kids on it. And then we drive through heinous traffic in L.A. on a golf cart. But then we can't make it across the street. Yeah. And, and then I thought, as a dad, if I, if I had kids and we were playing Little League with that team, I'd be like, crush them. Yeah. Like, cheat. Like, th- let's start scuffing the ball to play against them because this guy's just trying to be like, I'm not just a dad. I'm the Uber dad. <laughs> like, I transport my children on a golf cart to the game because right. I don't want to load up my SUV with all the baseball <laughs> equipment. I just keep it on the back of the car. And What's, then we roll around town. This is baseball? Yeah. You know he pulls right up to the dugout in the thing. Right. Oh, he yeah. just goes, He's he not doesn't par- park in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. fuck no. No, no. He's going right up to the fucking dugout like... And he gets you know? mad at people for bitching at him about bringing the golf cart in. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's taking up people's spots. So... I'm thinking it's a clear thing, douche, right? Yeah. These douche. these are not parent problems. These are white people problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they were white. <laughs> yeah, I could have guessed, dude. Yeah, okay. Okay. Ain't no Hispanic riding in a golf cart ever. Yeah, no. No. Let alone bring in baseball shit. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, okay, so this guy's a douche. Because I was thinking, okay, he gives a shit about his kids. He's taking care of his family. But maybe he's overcompensating for something on the back end. Right, he his, needs, drink, his drinking problem. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe that's where they're pushing his, one of the guys. His conference. his secretary. Oh, Oprah compensated for the secretary. So he's doing her in the butt. Next time on the Far Out Podcast. Yeah, okay, because uh, I gotta let it be known that Oscar and I are going on a vacation coming up. To San Diego. That's right. And to go see the Raiders play the Chargers. And I was a little uncomfortable about something that Oscar wanted to do. Okay. Is that he wanted to go t- to Temecula to mm. go to wine country. Yeah, I did. And I got to let you know, Oscar, mm. that as part of our vacation, I don't drink Temecula wine. I don't drink wine from the vineyards down in Temecula, Oscar. You know what? And if you're going to take me on a vacation down there, that there's no way in this world that I'm going to drink bullshit Temecula wine. When before we used to go to Napa, yeah. we used to go see yeah. the Raiders up in Oakland. When you take me to Napa and we go to Castillo de Amorosa and we'd have some good wine, but this year you want to take me to Temecula where they're going to have some bullshit 20 yards out of Mexico wine? Fuck that. I don't know if we can go on this vacation. When you're driving up there and you're... Uh White convertible Porsche. Do you have like the sweaters on your shoulder, like you know? Oh, yeah. I don't think this shirts. is time for you to get involved in this <laughs> conversation about what we sweater, wear on our vacation. Sweater on the shoulders, because that's what I'm picturing right now. And that's exactly yeah, how I roll. That's, dude. that's how you with roll. Hair with my hair flowing back yeah, in the wind. Yeah, looking good. And Oscar's always trying to make me drink fucking Merlot. Yeah. And I don't drink Merlot. I know. So I, why why are you gonna? Do, Make us. Why, why don't we just go find a nice brewery down in San Diego and just drink some? Look, I want to get you. I want to get you off the Moscato. That's why I put you on the. Mold. I love Moscato. <laughs> I know you and those dessert wines. I don't fucking get it, dude. I have. You know what? I believe that dessert. You know, it's a dessert wine. It's not for you know just getting your drink on. Can I order the Moscato? Really? Like it's in the middle of the day, dude. Have you ever had breakfast for lunch? You know, sports has fads, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for a while in, in the NFL, there was the fad of, like, well, it's not really a fad, but, like, the whole idea of, like, doing, like, the end zone dance. Yeah. Right? I don't know when that started, but 
you know, it's definitely taken off. But yeah, like the jet move. It seems like in the 90s and the early 2000s, it was like on. The, the icky shuffle. Uh, yeah. Greatest yeah. end zone dance ever. Yeah. yeah. And that was in the 80s, right? Yeah, like 88 Cincinnati Bengals. And it seems like it's kind of like died down. The NFL got real lame and they call it taunting. Like one of the Raiders today got taunted on it, on his uh, touchdown. Well, you, do you guys remember when in, when there was some football player who would tackle somebody and upon tackling them, he would do the thumb across the throat like he's killing them? Nice. And then that was like, that was banned. You cannot do that. That was a, that was a penalty if you did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so... Uh, so the, like that became it, it's kind of slowed down. Like you still get like Victor Cruz doing the salsa dance, That's and like nice. there's, there's still some moves that are like known moves. I'm upset that every NFL player hasn't realized their own. Like if I was playing in the NFL, I would like me and all my my wide receiver buddies would be like, <laughs> all right, somebody's got to dance, right? And then one guy was kind of like on the oh, I don't know, I kind of might me want to do this, but but you know, there's so much stress by the time they get to the end zone, they can't quite remember it. So some of them do like half-ass dance, mm-hmm. like the Darius Hayward Bay, like two fists kind of around the ears, like oh my god, I caught a ball. And but <laughs> you know, there, there's a weird thing where I would just have that, I would have it soap like my signature. Well, like Tebow. Yeah, yeah, like Tebow's got his, like, he had his brand down. Like, you got to give Tebow props for that. He's like, I got my shit. I'm going to bust this move. I'm going to go one up to the J-Man. He was around for one year, and that was it. But he knew his brand. He knew what he was doing. I'm going to I'm gonna pimp God. That's yeah. What, that's what he was pimping. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he had his thing he was selling. Now, I, I think as a wide receiver, this is forefront. Like, you you got to worry about a few things. It's like, okay, I'm going to have some illegitimate children, and right. then I'm going to have a good fucking dance move, and then I will get more advertising because people like, like Victor Cruz. I'm sure there's like a salsa club in Brooklyn where they're like, we're all going to do the Victor Cruz, you know? Mm. Right. No, it's kind of racist, but okay. So, so here he's doing a salsa <laughs> dance. I don't feel like that's so, racist at all. Right? So here, here's my thing. So. Fat or not fat? So like, dancing is the dancing in football is kind of faded out. The, the moves have kind of faded out, or they've become a lot of similar moves. Yeah. So baseball. Here's my thing: is this a fad or it's not a fad? In baseball, hmm. I don't know if you guys have noticed recently in the last couple of years, no more ass slapping. Oh, yeah, I remember the ass slap was a big deal. The ass slap was the only thing. It was huge. I think it was, it was after, only after Mike Piazza got accused of being gay for being such like <laughs> a really aggressive ass slapper. Maybe that, that, right? maybe that changed the game. Are you kidding or is that true? No. He was accused of being gay. Yeah. Oh. Isn't he married? I don't I don't know well, whether so Mike... So was Elton John, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, so like, so, right, so the ass slap, yeah. gone. Does not exist anymore. Yeah. So you want to bring it back? Like, if you tell a good joke on the show, maybe I'll just, you know. Slap. A little ass slap. A little pat on the back. So, yeah. like, I was watching baseball with my lady, and, like, she's like, I want to be the resident ass slapper. If there is, if there could be a bat boy, yeah. why can't there be a resident <laughs> ass slapper for the team? That's a like, good woman to be and with. And she, like, you know, the guy hits a home run, she's going to slap some ass. Yeah. Slap. Well, who did she want to slap? She want to slap Puig? It doesn't matter. She likes the Cuban ass. She just likes athletes. Yeah. We're That's miss- why she's with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, we're missing a Morgana, you know? Remember Morgana? The kissing bandit. Yeah. The chick that would just fucking run out at games with huge, right. huge breasts, heaving, yeah. and just run up to people and just start kissing them. That's Get your right. girl to do that. Well. Uh, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Pony up. I think I could do that. Yeah. So we want to start slapping ass now? So no, so I'm just worried that the ass lap is done. 
So I was watching football today, and I was like, is anyone doing any ass slapping? And I noticed there's no ass slapping. So I think ass slapping in sports has gone way of the short shorts in basketball. Hmm. Yeah. No longer exists. Mm. Yeah. You can't That's do it upsetting. anymore. It was, you know, you used to see more crotch grabs in baseball, too, where, like, the guys would, you know, grab... Crotch that and, still happens. And yeah, spit. Yeah, that still happens. That's, that's you still lot. see chewing tobacco like crazy. Yeah. But the amount of ass slapping. Done. Done deal. You figure that as the world gets more progressive, that we'd be more cool with the ass slap. Mm. But then the ass slap was the straightest thing you could do. It wasn't even conceived that it was maybe slightly a gay move. Yeah, exactly. And so now that maybe people are like, oh, you know, there might be a gay guy on the team. Because before, everybody thought, there's no chance there's a gay guy on the team. This is a completely straight act. That now people are thinking, oh, there might be a gay guy on the team. We must not slap each other's asses. What's weird <laughs> is, that, is that I am assuming that ass slapping has been going, had been going on for years and years, yes? Yes, and Spalding yeah. started. Years, years. Abner Doubleday was the hugest ass slapper Of ever. all time, right? Well, yeah. So what happened was in the 70s, like 77, 78, yeah. was the first high five, which was Dusty ah. Baker. Yeah, the Dodgers, yeah. Dusty Baker and whomever the other guy was. Yeah, it was Steve Garvey. No, it wasn't Steve Garvey. It was some other guy. No, that no, guy. Wow, okay, sorry. <laughs> I no, know the story. Wasn't. I'm sorry for dropping a name in. No. Davy Lopes? Here's the, here, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is Bill that, Russell? Is that that guy who did the high five with Dusty Baker is gay. And he said... You don't know who he is, but you know he's gay. I can look it up. <laughs> he said that the high five was a gay move in New York. Because well, there, there was a Dodger around that time that played around in that era. I forget his name, but he, he was... He's looking at Steve Garvey? No. Yeah. <laughs> no me Padre? No. No, but there was a guy that everybody was talking about, like the first... Um, uh, the the guy the the basketball player that recently came out it was oh, like, he was idiot. the big yeah. big big major sports guy that came out as being gay but the thing was they're like there was like there was a guy on the Dodgers in the mid seventies that was like really, really gay and yeah. admittedly gay yeah, yeah. but in that time nobody would go out and go oh wow it's all like respect the guy they're just like this, this guy's really gay he was in the seventies too right yeah I forget his were, name things were a little more if you want to say progressive back then people were like yeah whatever oh, we'll just do some blow. I, well, I just think it was like it was seventies, baby. It, it was like the the media didn't run with it, right? You know, it was just like you know. But nowadays, everybody would get excited about it. But then it was just like, don't tell anybody he's gay. But the guy was like, I'm trying to be out and proud. You know, I just don't like that one basketball player. He sucked. Okay, that basketball player, the guy that came out. Your, your problem is not that he's a homosexual, but he's no, a he's, shitty. He sucked. Okay, he sucked dick, literally. <laughs> Right. What? Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, hey, a little homophobic was, on the show. I'm right? sorry, but he was very bad. Hmm. In the sack. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, a folk fest in Long Beach yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, basically a whole, whole like folk revival show, like where they had like two stages and like craft beers and a bunch of people getting their folk on in downtown. Was Long it cool Beach. or was it like whatever? It was cool, man. It was a cool scene. The, the it was you know like you have guys up there with fiddles going down and you know acoustic guitars and the guy on the drums with the those brush sticks going. You know, it was actually and a I, folk fest. Yeah, and I had this realization where it sounds I, like the most hipster thing in the world. It was. It, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't have been hipster a couple of years ago, but now since the mustache yeah. phase caught on, you know. But I, I realized one thing, and I was like, the violin's the most rangy instrument because a violin can play a Bach concerto. Yeah, 
but also the most down home backwoods. Like it's it's an instrument. It's very rangy. Yeah, that's true. But so it it can be hicky. Is what you're saying? It could it could be Hick or it, it could be it like could just, Vienna in 1890. Uh, right. Yeah, a, a banjo cannot be Vienna in 1890. Right. Yeah. It's straight up Hick. That shit is just Hicky. Like the classiest a banjo can get is like sitting in like a, a maybe like a nice jazz band. Like there's a guy playing maybe some like you know uh, like no. the, like the, the band that played my wedding like the 1920s kind of Dixieland like the classiest a banjo got was when it, it was in Steve Martin's hand. Right. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That that's the classiest banjo on earth, man. That's what, but you can only but but he did it with an arrow through his head, which then declassed the entire. Still classy. Thing. He's awesome. So I had an interesting uh, moment last night. Towards the end of the night, you know, there was a pretty drunk crowd because it was like a ten hour fest. Oh my god! And you stayed the whole time? No, I got there like six and it ended at ten. So I just kind of caught the headliners. How, how many Woody Guthrie songs did you hear that night? <laughs> I heard a couple. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, I wanted to form a union after the. Well, try and catch the wind. How many times did you hear that? Try and catch the wind. Yeah, yeah. It's just Donovan trying to be Dylan. But so I had a great moment at the end. We we're like waiting for one of the last bands to play. It was right after one of the guys from the Circle Jerks had like a uh, really? like a folky thing going on, which was really cool. But uh, I'm I'm standing in line for beers, and Oscar, you'll know this guy, Brian, Jim's buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, Brian, great guy. Great did, you, guy. did you hang out with those guys? Yeah, I was hanging out with those guys. Right. My buddy Jim and Brian. And uh, I'm, in, I'm waiting in line for a beer, and there's one guy that's clearly had too many. Uh-huh. And the guy, it was kind of a thuggish-looking guy, but he also had like a big, dyed, like, Brian Wilson beard. Okay. So it was like the guy looked thuggish, but also kind of folkish, which I guess is a new fucking thing. Yeah. Hey, Midwest, get ready. It's coming to you in five years. Yeah. Thug folk. Yeah. It was thug folk. So this guy's like hanging out with a guy with a cowboy hat. And they're like standing at the corner of the bar, and I'm waiting in line for a, a beer. And this guy who looks kind of fucked up, but kind of scary, turns to Brian and goes, "You need to buy us all beers, or somebody's gonna get fucking killed." <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Thank God he didn't say that shit to me." Yeah, I was thinking that because I probably would have said something back, and it wouldn't have been a good thing. I would have been, mm-hmm. said something flippant. And pissed him off. Yeah. And then tried to run. Yeah. And but Brian is Brian's the kind of guy who would definitely stand up and be like, What the fuck? And so Brian, I guess, had this whole moment of going, This shit can get real, but there's children here. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take it easy and back it off. Yeah. But Brian's been known to be like, What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a reasonable man, but don't yeah. push me. Don't push me, motherfucker. So I was sitting there, but I was amazed first of all, I wasn't scared, but I was amazed by the syntax of what he said. Yeah. Right. You're gonna buy us all beers. Or somebody's going to get killed. And I was like, well, well, who? At least maybe it's not me. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're going to buy us all beers or that guy over there in the corner gets it. Or or yeah. Brian will not buy beers and then Todd will die. Yeah, somebody <laughs> that- was going to die. <laughs> it's going down, motherfucker, is what he was trying to say. It's yeah. going down. What's interesting about that is that, you know, how do you said you're going to buy us all beers or you're going to die. At least you can step out, step away from it and be like, eh, it's not my problem. Right. But the moment he says, somebody, <laughs> it all of a sudden is your problem. Yeah, it's, Everybody's it's on, on alert now, right? <laughs> yeah. It's on you. Yeah. It's a high risk. And that was one of the most amazing threats I ever heard. Because I wasn't sure whether the guy was just drunk or just a real a guy working shit on the deepest of levels. He's just a rogue motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. It was like something that like Oscar Zeta Acosta, like uh, Dr. Gonzo from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas would have said, somebody's going to get me a beer. <laughs> You're going to get me a beer or somebody's going to get killed. You know, so who? So what did Brian do? 
Brian backed off because my buddy Jim was there with his his daughter, uh-huh. little girl. So he was like, I don't want to start shit in front of Jim's kid. So he backed off, and he knew a guy who knew somebody was running shit, and they made a little conversation, and they got the guy ushered out. So unfortunately, nothing that interesting happened. But what did happen, ha- happen to happen was interesting enough, you know? Yeah. So it was a good show then? Oh, it was a great show. It was, uh, did it was, they play any Dylan? It sounds like the most interesting ha- thing that happened at the Folk Fest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the offstage shit where some guy threatens the life of someone. The last cool shit that happened at a Folk Fest <laughs> was folk when fest. they tried to unplug all the uh, speakers. They tried to unplug Bob Dylan <laughs> yeah. in Newport in 64. Right. Good God! <laughs> it was the last time something cool happened at a Folk Fest. Judas! You ain't come one, but many time tainted. Over half of today's teenagers are virgins. About one-fifth of college students will be virgins when they graduate college. In fact, college students aren't as sexually active as the moralizing... Oh, sorry. Cut. (laughs) In fact, college students aren't as sexually active as the moralizing makes it seem. Really? So college students aren't fucking as much as they used to. Apparently not. Which is weird because you would feel like the the way like the media and and the way the way that society runs, where everybody's trying to run to talk about the next big problem of the world, that you would feel like everybody's having more sex, that like more people are being murdered, more people are being raped, the world's a more dangerous, awful place. Everybody's just losing it. Eventually, we're just you know we're sliding down the hill into moral depravity. But actually. Kids aren't getting it on as much as they used to. I thought girls were going wild. Yeah. What is this shit? Apparently not, dude. This is bullshit. According to the Center for Disease Control, 57% of girls and 58% of boys ages 19 and down have never had penal vaginal intercourse. Well, maybe they're into the butt now. Doing the butt. I mean, if kids are <laughs> chon, chon. <laughs> sexy, sexy, if, 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 if college students are now taking like uh, a device and pouring alcohol in their ass, yeah. maybe it's possible that they're just having butt sex. Wow. Okay. Oh, so maybe everybody's just forgotten about the vagina. Well, go for the title hole. Much like Dre. Everybody yeah. forgot about Dre? Everybody forgot about Badge. There needs to, needs to be like a rap song. Like, motherfuckers act like they forgot about Badge. Y'all forgot to talk about Vans. There's got to be a Badge revival. Yeah. That's what's happening. We got to start it right here on the but, show. Uh, I, I fear this has something to do with the Jonas Brothers and the, the promise rings and all that bullshit. Is, mm. that, is that what's happening? Maybe. Who is knows? that what's happening? Well, you know, Taylor Swift is a whore. Uh, I oh, hope. Oh, my gosh. Just throwing it out there. As a Swifty, I must <laughs> say that she is a whore. <laughs> She's and I, and I'm a I'm a Swifty. Yeah, you're a Swifty. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm into Taylor Swift. She's oh, that's hot, her but fans. that's her fans. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. She's hot, but her guitar is too big. Well, wow. She can you know say that weird she, thing where like harsh she, can, she can say the Todd. opposite about you, Todd. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Well, maybe like I think the thing is she looks so small and cute and 18 because the guitar is so big. You know, like like she's the opposite of the mariachi. Well, she she fits into the mariachi band mentality, yeah. where like the, the fattest guy has the smallest bass. instrument, the huge yeah. bass. Yeah, the the huge bass on the tiny guy. Yeah, and the, the the fattest guy in the mariachi band has like the little like ukulele guitar. Yeah, or like the little you know the little little tiny instrument. Yeah. So Taylor Swift, she could be two hundred fifty pounds, but she just has like you know an, an eight foot long guitar. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what Adele needs. 
So I maybe she needs a little baby guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She needs the world's She's largest. She's a huge, big ass one. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm saying. She, yeah. Do, uh, do you guys believe this? It says here that moreover, the percentage of teenagers that have had intercourse has been dripping, dipping, <laughs> dropping. <laughs> Whoa, paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> dripping. <laughs> Over the last twenty years, it's been dripping. Oh dipping and dropping. Well, I feel like people of our age, like there might have been a big hit because the old AIDS thing. You know, like AIDS was real. F- now we're people, ma- where magic got AIDS, that scared the shit out of me. Every- everybody just zipped up. Zip. I was like right around when we were fucking trying to get I laid. I was like thirteen. Yeah, it was, was right around AIDS. when we were trying to get laid. Magic got AIDS. Like, I fuck. thought I'm never gonna have sex. Yeah, I what just the thought. Fuck? Then again, you know, in high school, it was like you knew who was banging it out, right? Yeah, but it was only. But the thing was, like, all the talk was about just a few people. And everybody else was like talking shit like they were getting some, but really the amount of getting some wasn't really happening. You don't know, though. I mean... If people are having less sex, I actually, you know, teenagers and stuff, I think that's a good thing. There was like a recent study where teenage pregnancy is now at its lowest since the 1940s. Mm. That's horrible. But when you hear on the news, it's teenage pregnancy, teenagers are getting pregnant, and they have the the Dr. Drew show where the, the teenagers are pregnant the whole time, so... Uh, if you think the whole world is on some weird moral skid where everything's getting worse, actually, everything kind of over the last 20 years is actually getting better. Yeah. Like, the crime rate in America is way down. It's like the lowest since, like, 1968. Yeah. But you just see crime all over the news, so you assume it's, like, way worse. Everything's way bad. Everybody's twerking themselves to hell. Yeah, it's horrible. But actually, you know, society's getting better. We should now, make a point of that on the Far Out Podcast. Now, check this shit out. Like, right. Do you guys believe... Boys or girls are having more sex as teenagers. Well, you got it. Well, I mean, unless it's gay sex, you got to have sex with each other, right? Huh? Yeah, but um, <laughs> percentage-wise, are more boys having it or more girls having it? But you got to have sex, boy and girl. Oh, so maybe yeah, one, one boy one, having one girl could have sex with twenty guys. Yeah, and a guy can't yeah. do that. Well, that's twenty different. <laughs> that's twenty different guys getting his. Yeah. What you saying? There's math happening. I'm saying the girls are. The girls are getting more sex. Girls, girls are, getting, are getting freakier. Girls are getting more sex, according to this article. Yes, yeah. So according to this, men's Bubble. numbers have dropped, dipped, and dribbled uh, <laughs> much more Double sharply. Dribble. Yeah. In, a, in addition, for the first time, uh, it's found that boys' numbers for two reasons have dropped. First reason is... Their balls have dropped. They want to find the right person. Whoever what thought that? What kind of shit is that? Reason number two. The, the right person is right in front of you. Oh, Call of Duty? Call of Duty is, is reason number two. <laughs> wow. You delivered that like Letterman, by the way. That was very nice. Mm. With those, those, those glasses. Like, number two, <laughs> Call of Duty. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. there, there was one video game that distracted me that much in my life, and that was E.T. on Atari. <laughs> <laughs> that kept you from fornicating? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. Hi. Hey, what's up? Is there really not a single more beer? Oh, yeah. No. There's more beer. My wife wants a beer. There you go, dear. Sarah came in for a beer. Say hi to the audience, babe. Okay. Never says hi. <laughs> I like turtles. A strip club owner buys a house next door to his wife and installs a large middle finger statue. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, okay. So, uh, strip club owner Alan Markovitz. 
Anything about Alan Markovitz, you know? Sounds, sounds fine. Yeah. Brought, bought a house next door to his ex-wife. He erected, it's funny that they use yeah. that, erected yeah. a 12-foot statue of his of a hand with a middle finger raised in his backyard. The sculpture faces next door uh, and can see only, only his wife can see it. At night, he lights it up. Nice. He's got lights on it so she can see it super bright. In his backyard. That's badass. Because I'm assuming if you're a strip club owner, you probably have. I mean, you probably have a certain amount of cash. I'm sure you have a lot of weird dealings as well, mm-hmm. where maybe you owe people money, or there. You know, there's chances are you know a guy who can get a statue of a middle finger. Yeah, and it, you're. What you're, did you do Tuesday? <laughs> I get it to you. Yeah, Tuesday by six. Tuesday, no worries. I'm I'm assuming if there's been a divorce, you owe her a certain amount of coin because these guys' lives are always messy. But the fact that he could sit and uh, throw up a big middle finger to give her a permanent fu for the yeah. rest of her days, because I'm sure her home is nice because she's spending his money and she's an ex stripper. Yep, you that, know she that's is. probably yeah. something to assume. But also, if you decide to marry a stripper, well, you kind of get what you deserve. This guy's just the biggest asshole I've ever heard of. Really? But you have a problem with that, Bob? Well, it's just, you know, why go out of your way? What town is this in, for one? What this podunk this town? Is, this is Detroit. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Real estate is not some, that pricey, right? D-Towns, huh? I'm going to buy a fucking cheap-ass house and ride next to her. That's good. Fucking dude. bullshit. But there's, I got to admire the dedication, because I'm sure they went, there was lawyers involved, and like she, you know, she probably screwed him over on some level, to just, you know, just give a big fuck it. You know, I, I'd, I'd, probably, like that. I'd, I'd, I'd like to say I'd do that. Yeah, I, I don't think I would, you know, mm. but I do appreciate it when certain guys are just like, F it. it's like a, I just re- recently buried a man in the desert that was one of my uncle's best friends and the guy died. He had eight wives, one of which he married twice right. and he died and I went out to Nevada to, to bury the guy. But right after his last divorce, the last time he ever got divorced, he put on the back of his car. He was an Aquarius like myself, and he wrote Liberated Aquarian. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Far Out Podcast. I hope you learned something about relationships. My name is Todd Perry. The writer of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, thank you. Oscar Taeda, once again, a great show. Thank you, sir. And we'll see you next week. Follow us at Far Out Podcast on Twitter. So interlude musically. Yeah, we're just uh, as, uh, people you may know listen to the show for a bit. Oscar uh, on lead guitar right here. Oscar Taeda. Oh boy, backing vocals. Uh, Buck Press. We're just we're just screwing around. But Oscar, keep the guitar on you. Just noodle a little bit while we're, we're yeah. digging around here. Yeah, All enjoy right. yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. So we got Oscar here hooked up to the guitar, and we played in a band for a very long time together. I'm sure there'll be one day when maybe we can tell old band stories or something. But it, um, because we had Oscar here, Buck, me, you know, we all did the band thing for years. Uh, I was like, oh, let's noodle around, play some of the old, play some of the old hits. Why not? 
Nice. I feel relaxed now after sitting around playing. How how did it feel, Oscar? Like you know, Man, it's been it's been a long time, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like you know, when you know maybe the last show we did was like in two thousand four. Um, last musical performance Oscar and I did was the Chubby Chasers, like rapping. But um, except it's like shitty amps. Where, where was the Where was the last show at? Uh, the last ever sh- show of our band was in San Pedro at a coffee what? shop. That and was the Buck, last one? Yeah, we did two without Buck after Buck made himself invisible for a while. Yeah, I, mm. I went off the grid. Yeah. Nice. Before the grid. Yeah. Yeah. But so Oscar, Oscar was a lead guitar player, a little singer.